<laughs> okay, one more time. All right. I'm April White. And I'm Christopher Tompkins. And you're on the line with the Hype Buster. Welcome. Ready for some real talk on strategic communication? You're in the right place. Welcome to Hype Busters. And we have a very weird slash special episode where Chris, my normal co-host, is instead of being Chris Tompkins, a very handsome, dark-haired man with an Australian accent. Thank you. Hello, everybody. I'm not Christopher Tompkins. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Hamish Anderson. I'm filling in for Christopher, who I believe is on sabbatical somewhere out the back of Chennai, visiting his number one fan group from this podcast. Yes. Yeah. I think, yeah. Number one ranking in backwaters of Chennai now, aren't you? Yep, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. what Chris said. And, and then I think you're, he's off to Mali after that to yep. sign autographs. Mm-hmm. And then I think he was doing a merch tour on the way back. So for everyone who's missed out, look, uh, there will be another get-together uh, where Chris will be shaking babies and kissing hands. and <laughs> Smelling heads. Yeah, that's right. Uh, So, look, just sign up for the next world tour and he'll be there. Yep. So in the meantime, you are graced by the lovely presence of my other co-host from a different podcast. So we're calling this Trust Relations, the podcast takeover. Takeover. Hamish and I have our own podcast, but we are, instead of doing our podcast on the Hype Busters, still going to do it in the spirit of Hype Busters. Oh, so yeah, that, absolutely. That I've, I've told Hamish that that means he has to talk about sex a lot and make really inappropriate comments to pick up for, where you know, Chris's big shoes. Yes. Well, you know what they say about big shoes? <laughs> big socks. Big feet. Big, big feet. Big toes. <laughs> he's, he's in it to win it. All right. <laughs> That's it. So, so our breaking news story of the day. Our very mm. first one is about HBO Max and Discovery Plus merging into a single streaming service. Yes, so basically, yeah. this is going to mean that as part of the plan, they're going to hit 130 million paying subscribers by 2025 in a very competitive market. What do you think about this pretty significant merger, Hamish? I think, first of all, they've got to come up with an appropriate portmanteau for their name. And I've been trying yeah. to figure out how, if it's going to be HBO Disco Max, Disco Max, Max Plus, uh, HBO Covery. I don't know. I like HBO Plus. I vote for that. Yeah, I think that that's their first port of call. I think if they don't get that right, they may as well sink the ship. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing else can go well from there. That is very true. I think this David Zaslav uh, is in it to rock the boat. I know that he is a cost-cutting guru who comes in and slashes and is profit-centric. So I I see this as being a little bit of a power play and that it's probably an aim uh, to consolidate the aim is to consolidate subscribers so that they don't keep bleeding, which everyone seems to be doing. Everyone's bleeding viewers yep i mean it it, it is a funny idea like that suddenly they're going to be these different properties that they own that they could cross pollinate it makes me wonder if they're going to do weird 
co-branded things that wouldn't have been possible previously. Hybrid breeds. Yeah. It's like mixing a chihuahua <laughs> with a great dane. There's going to be some mutant entertainment that comes out of this. And the visuals are not good on that. But um, <laughs> like, we, I like the fact that it says Warner Brothers Discovery will aim to make the new streaming service profitable in 2024 in the states and for its global uh to generate one billion dollars in revenue mm-hmm. now that's a ton of cash it's, it's a, a lot of money i would be interested to know if that's one billion in revenue from ad sales or subscriber base they can hide a lot in making one billion dollar claim but yep how much of it is revenue from subscribers because if they're bleeding those out then that's going to diminish and then what we're secretly being told is it's going to be more advertising late night commercials Mm-hmm. Steak knives and saucy twin sets. Saucy twin sets? Yeah. What are saucy twin sets? I'm not sure. I just threw a couple of words together. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the like Australianism. Yep. Not no? sure. Okay. Do you, so, question Do you think that they canceled the release of Batgirl because of this merger and because of the strategic shift, quote unquote, or do you think it just got such bad reviews that they were afraid of tarnishing the brand? I think that you can't believe everything you read. And there's probably two strings to this. One is it probably got panned mm-hmm. by the internal audiences. And so it's a good reason to shelve it, but it gives them something that they can write off as a loss this year. Then later, when they're not sure of how the platforms are going, they can go through a whole heap of editing at the moment to try and improve things, and then they can roll it out in a couple of years' time as something new. After um, they fixed it. So, yeah, after they fixed it. And so then they get to mitigate losses now, then they get to bring it back later, and then say, hey, we're cool, look at us, we revive because we're good. So I would think it's a little bit of both. This is some Christopher Tompkins-worthy conspiracy. Yeah, conspiracy theory analysis. No. Uh-huh. I'm, le- I'm really leaning into it. I feel like I've plugged yeah. in. I like it. I feel like you're going to merge into Chris and suddenly have blonde hair. <laughs> I have to bring Olive to the table then and get her to sit on my lap. <laughs> uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Olive is the dog that Chris owns. Yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't sound any better. Because <laughs> <laughs> we all have heard the episode where Chris says, says he sits there without pants on. Mm, that's true. Pantless. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next breaking news story. So I, don't yes. know I can get that image out of my head. So the next one is Amazon is hiring a Roomba maker yeah. and all of the customer data behind it. So this is yes. their latest push I don't like this one. Space. But what is Amazon doing with all of our data? Oh, it's scary because they bought Ring a couple of years ago or sometime two or three years ago, three, four years ago, probably. I don't know. Uh, they're now owning a Roomba so that they can actually map our house and they can probably figure out what else is plugged in. Because a few years ago, a Roomba was uh, headlines because they were worried that all the data that was being collected was being sent back to China and China was mapping everything. And now they've bought that. And it does. It, I mean, these wonderful uh, vacuum devices literally create patterns because you can download the app and you can see how it's gone through your house and it creates a footprint of what your house looks like so amazon's got all of that they probably know what else is plugged into wi-fi and then they can go well you've got a dark corner over here because you've got no light so why don't we start serving you ads 
to get lights over here or smart lights or you need to have the, you only run your vacuum cleaner once a week do you need to have a cleaner brought in you know all these things that they can do as an add-on service it's it's scary and i don't like it at all i'm hiding inside of my sweater for people who can't see like all uh, it's horrible it's terrible. i mean it's probably they're probably going to put microphones in it and listen to how often you're having sex so that they can make recommendations for sex toys um, <laughs> um based on your partner's feedback it sounds like you need <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. we've heard only one voice you're either having a lot of fun by yourself or she's not having a good time <laughs> but oh, i don't know if i like this i really i really don't know and i know it's about having an ecosystem of smart devices and they're plugging in but literally, they'll have everything from the moment you walk in your door that they'll see you to knowing what you're doing and how big your house is and how often you're cleaning it to how all of this stuff that just doesn't seem right for them to need to know. And then they're going to merge with TikTok and then they're going to take over America via like technology somehow. Look, I don't know if Jeff will want to merge with TikTok, but I see what you're saying. I mean, I don't really think that, but I was just being sensational um, wait till he and elon get together and then they know exactly what you're doing and then how often you're charging your smart car and like they're diametrically opposed in terms of their worldviews, though no are they why or maybe they're just pretending to be elon is very contrarian that's true mm. about a non-censorship right and all of that and i feel like but if I mean, imagine Elon knows how if you've got a smart car, he knows how far you drive your smart car and all of these bits and pieces, how hard you drive it. So therefore, what type of personality you probably are, and then you come and you plug into your non or your your smart grid home, and then they know that you're at home between these hours. Your car's not elsewhere. Therefore, they then know that you're running your vacuum cleaner at this point in time, and how many people you're having over. You know everything from again coming back to the smart. You know, they know you had a party on Saturday night and that uh, therefore, you know, you've vacuumed once but you haven't mopped and uh, it's just, bleh, bleh. yeah, it's super gross. It's nasty. This is like mm. bottom of the barrel disgusting. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. At least Elon can't run for president. Um, so we have that going for us. Entrepreneurs running for president. I mean, there's, there's another topic. I mean, at this point, we kind of need somebody in office to fix the economy. But I think you need someone in in place to fix society. Society <laughs> is that going to actually fix the economy? Maybe not necessarily. But I think that <laughs> you are you are teetering Let's start on with the civil economy. war. How about that? <laughs> oh man! Yeah. So let's move on to something less controversial. Mm. About how LinkedIn has added a new link sticker option to help drive more traffic from your in-app updates. Yes. So it's become it's making your updates a little bit more interactive. It seems to be very Instagram-esque, mm-hmm. if you ask me, uh, where you can tag something and then have a link in the tag to take them to... Yeah, they're all kind uh, of becoming the same app, it feels like. Well, Instagram got in trouble from, you know, the Kardashians last week, car trashians. Um, trashians. Car trashians, car crashians. I call them a lot of different things. Oh, car, car crash TV. Wait, did you come up yeah. with them yourself? Yeah, I've always called them. Uh, yeah, I never liked. But you didn't that. appropriate this from somewhere else. You just came up with all these on your own. I'm very hmm. impressed. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, I'll be here all day. Try the schnitzel. Um, <laughs> two weeks ago, it was Instagram's become too much like TikTok and we've got to revert back. Now I feel that LinkedIn has gone to what Instagram has, which is yeah, tag your photo and you know get people to view your careers page or to buy your book or to download the, the whatever it might be. So is it good? Absolutely. It adds utility. It definitely will help drive engagement mm-hmm. but i think if i'm cynical yes chris i hear you uh then it's another way that linkedin can fudge the figures to say engagement is this we can actually see that people are clicking on this therefore we've got another engagement metric that we can actually ah. convince you to use our platform and therefore we are better than anybody else for your business to business style uh activity so i think yes it's probably got utility to it do I think that it is unique or novel? No, no. But then sometimes the best things that you can do is copy what other people are doing. Yeah. It come, becomes an expectation, I think. So there's so many people using Instagram and Facebook that uh, that utility should carry across in many uh, stretches. So Microsoft have just gone, let's see what we need to be doing here. Picked it up and run with it. Um, will it bolster the bottom line for businesses? Oh, who knows? Probably not. Mm. I was waiting. I'm waiting for one of these for you to just say, I hate this. Well, I'm coming to those. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hey, our next segment, we're entering new segment is point and counterpoint. And this is where normally Chris and I have a point of view and a different point of view Mm -hmm. and duke it out and sometimes totally agree, even though we're not supposed to. And Mm. today, We'll see if Hamish and I can agree to disagree and or persuade the other one to come to the other side of the... All you have to do, April, is remember you're wrong and I'm right. I mean, that's very Chris of you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know. (laughs) The only thing you haven't done so far is make fun of me as much. No, there's no need to make fun of you. You do it yourself. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's fair. Oh my God, actually, I don't think I ever told you this. In my storytelling class, I had feedback one time that I laughed too much at my own stories. <laughs> uh, is that nervous laugh- laughter then? She said you laugh too much and it doesn't allow the listeners to have a chance to laugh because you're laughing at yourself. Mm. And so I took it, I took it on board and I was like, okay. And then for my final graduation, I didn't laugh at myself, but it was very hard. I don't know what that's. See, I told you, I don't, I, don't, we don't, I don't need to make fun of you. You do it yourself. <laughs> Literally, I'm just like outing myself. Yeah. Okay. So the first point and counterpoint that we have is that there's a new guide from Buffer, Facebook groups for small businesses in 2022, the mud fits and real examples. Wow, that is not a headline that is understandable. Let's, let's dig in a little bit more to what this means. Creating community with one's followers is the top priority for small businesses and content creators these days. And a Facebook group is the perfect medium to better connect with your core customers. Do you want to be for or against? I mean, this just seems so outdated. I don't even know if we should talk about it. Do you want to move on? <laughs> look it's only written a week ago the article i know i think i think what's bizarre about it is it says creating community with one's followers is a top priority for small businesses well i'm sorry 
my instant thought there was I'm pretty sure all businesses want to have a community with their uh, their customers and would-be customers. Everybody is seeking more engagement and more connection with their customers, whether they're Microsoft, Amazon. I mean, Amazon, we just spoke about Amazon. They're wanting a community where they know everything about us. I don't think that it should be just for small businesses. I, I feel that this was a piece written because there was a deadline and they didn't really have anything else to offer. Do I think Facebook groups are good? Yes. Are people using them actively? I don't know. Have I used one recently? No. But, I mean, there's 1.8 billion people using Facebook groups every month. So there is an audience out there. But I would be interested to know what their engagement was like. Are they just clicking through to find something? I am part of Facebook groups, but I'm part of memes and joke groups. And so it's not businesses. It's more, I mean, I have to get my material somewhere. Um, (laughs) but I'm using it for the community side of it, but it's not driven by a brand. Would I still, if it was a brand, maybe, but it would have to be very significantly poignant, Mm -hmm. poignant. I like that word, poignant. Poignant. That's how you say it. Poignant. American. (laughs) (laughs) Which automatically loses 75 points. It's interesting. I don't know. So do you really think that the brands are, are, we just don't know if they're actually benefiting from these Facebook groups, but I know that there are negative phases that I've had the the opposite happen where I've had clients come to me that have a potential crisis scenario because Facebook groups were formed against them. Against them. Mm. So Mm. from a PR standpoint, this can be a real nightmare where it's actually, you have to clean up and then you can't really infiltrate the group and you can't necessarily just create a new group to try to dwarf the other group. So it's like, it's, it's a very tricky scenario. Look, it is tough. I think, as I've always said with social media, from day dot, social media is an extension of word of mouth and word of mouth has been around for as long as there's been a sale. And all it is, is gives people more access to find things historically. You either choose to be part of the conversation because you've got more of a platform to be able to or you ignore it. It just amplifies it. It's not new. It's not giving people something that they've not had before. It's just giving them an opportunity to get up on their soapbox and be a keyboard warrior. How much weight should you put in it? I don't know. It depends. I mean, when there's a hot topic crisis, absolutely, you're screwed, but you're screwed anyway. I think... The other side of it is if you're looking to make use of it in a beneficial and positive way, then I think what you need to be doing is having a product or service that has more of a community feel. So there was an example on this Buffer article talking about a beauty product, which actually asked people for their skincare routines and things like that, so that there was a leadership, not thought leadership, but there was leadership in conversation and asking people to do things and then sitting back and letting people run with it. I think that's clever because it's then facilitating people coming back and passively seeing your brand again, mm-hmm. but they're not selling anything hard and fast. I think that's right. the key. People don't want to be beaten over the head, told what they have to know, and then do something about it. I think in this instance, the best thing that they can do is just have it there, facilitate conversation, be part of it if they need to be, and let it yep. run its course. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And this is just another example of why it's very important for your storytelling and story doing no line to make sure that people do have a positive experience so that when that word of mouth gets amplified by social, whether it's a Facebook group or otherwise, it works in your favor. 
Absolutely. So, mm -hmm. well, we didn't really point counterpoint that, but that's all right. Let's move on to the next one. See if it's more point counterpointy. Okay. You down with FTC? Yeah, you know me. Got your <laughs> FTC. <laughs> Legal Eagle time. Do you know mm -hmm. that there is a right way to use testimonials? Legal Eagle time. Carney.co. The Daily Carnage. So. Yeah, Carney is not a good name. Just, yeah, I think of circus folk. That I do too. Carney, yeah, Daily Carnage is good. Carney, unless it's like the carnival of the show of life or something, you know, I don't know. So basically, the FTC's guides for using endorsements and testimonials and advertising. This is about this. Did you know that there's a right way and a wrong way to use UGC according to the FTC? Granted, things are still a little fuzzy. Some it updated the terms this past May. The commission treats endorsements and testimonials the same way. While these aren't crazy cases that could get you fined millions, you could still get flagged or receive small fines. To be honest, I'm not even really sure what I'm reading. <laughs> what is Look, I think it coming down to if you're requesting user-generated content, mm -hmm. uh, you're basically facilitating a testimonial, which would then go to the lines of it being an endorsement. And if you are in certain industries or you are giving things away, it could be seen as either a cash for comment or yep. uh, in partnerships, it might be monopolization or, you know, make sure that they're not saying things which are false advertising. Use this toothpaste and it will save your teeth from cavities. Oh, no, no, not necessarily. You can't say yeah. exactly that. So they're saying if you aren't controlling the conversation but you're influencing it, then you're going to have to be careful. Do I agree that there's a wrong and a right way to do it? Yeah, absolutely. But again, it's word of mouth. Uh, if you are telling people what to say and you're telling them to say something which you shouldn't, you should get in trouble. Naughty, naughty, slap, slap, slap. <laughs> hey, was just pretended to do an S&M scene in the background. <laughs> you know, I'm video. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. It was the fact that I used the back of my hand. And the ball gag. It really gave it away. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do like to have a couple spared in the office. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's like when Chris and his little drum machine behind him. I was like, do you have an Ableton push? Like, why is that in your office? Did you hear that? That was so funny. Happened recently. He's like, it's been there. No, I haven't heard that one. Time, and I was like, how did I just notice? Like, I had mm. some camera angle. I don't know. Or the lighting. I don't. Anyway. Um, or I just don't have any observation skills and I finally caught up, you know, eight months later. I love that you just agreed with that. Okay. <laughs> like, I told you, I don't have to pay you out. You'll do it yourself. Chris, Chris just leans in and takes the, the, sucks the oxygen out. But if I let you do it, I'll give you the rope. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um, just like a little self-flagellation here and there. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and for all of you now who can't see, April is literally in the background giving herself her own s and Yeah, yeah. It hurt a lot. Ow. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You'd be a dynamic lover. Ow. I'll do it again. Ow. <laughs> oh, you're so mean. You're so naughty. <laughs> oh, you don't know. You yeah, don't. Well, no, but uh, anyone. No, that's okay. <laughs> Throw a oh, key away. Oh, 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 no. What was about to happen? 
I was about to say, anyone like to phone in? Oh, look, we have someone on the line. Who is it? Hello, yes. Uh, hello, caller. Would you like to tell us a sex story about April? <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, thank you very much for having me on. <laughs> <laughs> is that what my lovers sound like? Uh, but what do you mean? Yeah, of course I do. I, I f a lot of Muppets. I think that's what he was Okay. Mm. All right. So basically. Does that mean you like to have your hand up their asses? Is that what you meant? No, sorry. <laughs> it's up their entire being. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So. so, in sum, I think when you're doing user generated content, you have to make sure that it doesn't look like you have your hand up there and that you're puppeting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See what what a summary. Uh huh. But it is important. Like, you can't start paying people to do Glassdoor reviews and, and other stuff like that. I mean, you can, but. Bleh. So just to the five points they have here, watch your freebies, watch your user-generated content, watch your partnerships, your credentials, and your language. Those are like the five tips here from this article. So again, once again, we didn't really point counterpoint that, but let's move on. For the next segment, this is usually the audience favorite, cash or Mm -hmm. trash. Mm -hmm. And in this segment, we go through and we look at campaigns that are recent and we either cash or trash them. Yep. If they're fantastic or terrible. First cash or trash candidate of the day is Taco Bell's Mexican pizza is back. And there's a video mm-hmm. on TikTok. It's a follow-up to the Doja Cat story. Did you hear about this? Um, mm-hmm. Okay. And so Taco Bell dropped this announcement on TikTok. And and so this is where it's gone. So so let's do you got to watch. Okay, do you want to screen share it? Oh, wow. So what we're looking at, do you want to explain this? I don't even know. So they leaked a video of the internal employees discussing the fact that Mexican pizza is coming back. Yeah. And so it's a, they're sharing their internal Zoom. No. So confusing. I'm watching again. Okay, hold on. Let's pause there. Let's pause. Okay. And so the the social video ask is vertical video of 10 to 15 seconds. It was put on the menu earlier this year, but we ran out. So now it's back again. Uh, Third point, announcing that the Mexican pizza is back again. Again. Fourth point, creative, quick, and simple preferred to get ahead of the leak. Last point, posting ASAP, preferably today. And the launch is the 15th of September. So they've then had this internal video. Then someone recording it shows that there is eight people on screen discussing it. And in the top right corner, you can see a guy with a moustache and average haircut recording on his cell what they're talking about online. And he has then released that as the leak about what they're trying to do to get ahead of the leak. So he has leaked on the leak. Yeah, this is like Inception. It is Inception, level four or something at this point. Yes. So uh, the comments. Okay, but what about the shredded chicken? IGN, why are you recording? Marketing, 10 out of 10, says Kimmy. Nicole says the social media manager delivered. Aaron says bring back the caramel apple empanadas. (laughs) I think it's trash. But it's obviously working because 
People are looking at it. I can't. It makes it. It just makes my head hurt too much. I have to trash it too. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Maybe I'm just too old for this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> okay, our next cash or trash candidate is from Tiffany. Tiffany's. They sell Tiffany's. Yeah, the Tiffany's the diamond. Tiffany's sells out custom diamond encrusted crypto punk NFT if pendants for fifty NFT if yeah if if NFT if what is that? Well, it's an NFT, and then they're you working on Tiffany, so it's an NF Tiffany NFT. Oh God, I didn't even get it. That's terrible. You got to say it like a valley girl, then you'll get it. Do it try again. Tiffany sells out custom CryptoPunk NFTF pendants for $50 each. Yeah. Was okay. Good, right? That was very good. Thank you. And so, But the scariest part is they debuted and sold out of a limited collection of 250 custom jewel-encrusted pendants. Oh. I don't know how much they were. No, each oh. NFTF purchase, Tiffany designers will create a custom pendant based on the buyer's CryptoPunk. Each crypto punk has a unique combination of 87 attributes, like a medical mask, a hat, or an earring. Each NFT, which uh, TIFF, which provides access to a pendant and a matching digital rendering, costs a pretty penny, at 30 Ethereum or $50,000. So you can buy a piece of jewelry, basically, that looks like something your kid made at daycare. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's in gold. I get that. Yeah. And you get a digital certificate for something. And it costs you 50K. Yeah, that's what's happening. Reminds me of when we spoke on our own podcast a couple of weeks back about the uh, the cross-platform between Adidas and uh, Gucci. And it looked pretty trash. The American way. You American yeah, did. I know. I'm, I'm playing to my audience. In Australia, they uh, say Adidas. No, Adidas. What's the difference? It's like Noonie and Noonie. Ad- Adidas. 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 There we go. You got it. Okay. Do I like this? I don't get, look, maybe I'm getting old this time. Uh, <laughs> NFTs for me, the equivalent of having a five and a quarter inch floppy disk that I still have from the 1980s. I have one. I can do pretty full with it. And it, if I want to use it for anything at the moment, it's going to cost me a fortune. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So then getting this beautiful piece of Tiffany jewelry, I don't know. But then who am I to judge the powerhouses at Tiffany & Co. and LVMH? They obviously have a plan. They're probably trying to bring Tiffany to a younger audience. That's but at $50,000, it's a very microscopic audience. Right. It's Yeah, mm. it's like literally the Paris Hiltons of the world, but like the next generation of them because Paris is not too old for this. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's for the Northwests. I don't know who the new Paris Hilton is because I'm too old. <laughs> Oh, I know it would be all the TikTokers and all of the. Yeah. Uh, it would be it's the Carby Lane and things like that. Look at you, Hamish with the times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very impressed. Okay. Um. Next catch. You want me to do my best Carby impersonation? Ooh. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, it's very good. Thank you. Okay, everyone get on video just for that, and we'll make sure to <laughs> pull out just that clip for a social media promo because <laughs> it was amazing. Thank you. Well, look, Gabby, if you're listening, which I know you do, I'd love to meet you. Uh, <laughs> of course you would. 
<laughs> we could go on the show together. I'm right. like your doppelganger. <laughs> uh, oh, God. But okay. did you know, just related, uh-huh. you will soon be able to buy, use Bitcoin to buy Gucci. Really? Yeah. I saw that there on the article. Hmm. Soon, related, you'll soon be able to use Bitcoin to buy Gucci. I think got I mean, by the dog picture. But anyway, there we go. What's next? All right. Next we have this chicken brand's ad tries to please everyone. Oh. The results are fantastically chaotic. This was eight minutes of my life. I will never, ever, 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 ever them? get back. Oh yeah, every every painful minutes. second. Wait, tell so yeah. recount because I don't want to waste eight minutes on this. Tell me what your eight what wasted minutes looked like. Like this. <laughs> All right, that's a good face, but but can Thank you your words as well? Okay, so Thai franchise five star chicken, which if you look at it, it looks like uh, KFC, but for Thailand, did a short film uh, to promote how. Their chicken range spans generations. So they had this ambassador, a brand ambassador, Mm -hmm. uh, who's an actor, model, and he's a triple threat, not a dancer. That's right, he's a singer. Um, His name is Weir, and he's a good-looking rooster, (laughs) as we'd say in Australia, which is funny because it's a chicken brand. Anyway. Rooster is a good-looking guy? Yeah. Is that why everyone calls you Rooster? (laughs) <laughs> no one has ever called me rooster but i'll take it um <laughs> no they're, they're probably calling me rooster because i'm in the, no no because i was gonna swear but you can swear it's hype busters no you're not <laughs> anyway we're digressing so <laughs> Weir sits there and basically says they're putting together an ad based on Vox Pops that they've gone out and spoken to across multiple generations and in having read the comments online for what people want to see in an ad. And so it starts off with this guy sitting at a table and then he, you know, someone's voice popping and says, what's your favourite thing? And they said, what do you mean? He says, well, if you wanted to create a movie, what would it be about? And I said, well, is it about this time or this time? And they had all these stupid questions and then eventually... About two minutes in, they start rolling out this stuff. We open on this mountain scene, so they bring in these props to make it look like he's weird in this warehouse. He's sitting in front of his majestic rainforest somewhere. And then they, they talk to a kid, and then he says, oh, I'd like to see some uh, ninjas. And then these ninjas come into scene. They stand there. They shake hands, say hi to weird. Then they stand on the side. And then they say, oh, I want to see ducks or chickens. And they bring the chickens in. And then they bring in... People sit down around him who are field workers and then someone says, I want to see Harry Potter and then I want to see a magic princess who can do things huh. and they bring in someone who looks like Elsa and then they want to have someone who's a commando crawl. They speak to an old guy and he wants a commando crawling through sh- shooting a machine gun and then someone says, I want to have a samurai and a samurai standing there deflecting bullets from their machine gun and, and then uh, they build all of this and then he says action and all of this action goes on around him and the idea is it's very chaotic. If you listen to what everybody wants, it doesn't work. It's very chaotic. But what you can at least agree on is that our chicken tastes fantastic. Aww. That's kind of cute. It's a long, it's a very long ad. I recommend you watch it when you can't sleep. I, I'm <laughs> <laughs> noted. I'm going to add that to my insomnia library. 
Absolutely, please do. It has real WTF factor to it. Okay, yeah. I'm. I mean, I'm watching it in the background, and it already is doing that for me. So, um, oh, there's like a very sexual, weird pouring of chicken sauce or something. Ah, yes. Very strange. And then there's yeah, zombies I, in it, and zombies get into I a big saw, pot. I saw some zombies. Yeah, I saw mm. that, and then I saw the ending of, of like the chaos of all of the acting happening at the same time with the Barbie on the table. It looks like. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I can't remember. Okay. My eyes were bleeding um, by that point. I, <laughs> I'm very impressed that you took the time to read that. Chris would not have. Um, (laughs) Chris, as you're uh, signing yourself somewhere in the back of Chennai. Yeah. uh, April didn't mean it. Signing. He, Oh, he's just signing his autograph on like naked bodies. Uh, This is a good time to actually say that he's running a competition. Yeah. That's that's right. He's running a special promotion. He'll actually autograph your body with a tattoo gun. So come on down. Yep. And he's not used a tattoo gun before, so he cannot be held. (laughs) That's right. Yes. Well, that's because he's doing buttocks this morning. Yeah, he is. So are we cashing or trashing this? I think that one's a given. It's got to be trash. Yeah. Look. uh, Trashed everything so far. We we like nothing. Just like Chris. Look, you've got to give it credit. After 24 hours, the film had earned 600,000 views. And it's now been viewed 4 million times on its YouTube page. Yeah. But then again, quick calculation, population of Thailand, 2022, mm-hmm. is 71 million. It's been viewed 4 million times, including around the world. Yeah, it's not that great. It's not that great. I'm going to trash it because it was eight minutes of my life. I will never go back. Yeah, I think that's fair. We didn't and look- uh, 4 million views could be for 30 seconds, like you've watched it and fast-forwarded it in your review now, and uh, therefore it's not accurate. Great. What are you saying about my TEDx talk? <laughs> the TEDx talk is phenomenal, and I have looked at the statistics, and the completion views are off the charts crazy. Wait, is that true? The com- Absolutely. Oh, okay, great. Wait, is that a thing? <laughs> yeah. For- <laughs> completion <laughs> What was that? Sorry. Oh, the phone's ringing. I have to go. Thanks very much. This has been fun. <laughs> it's always everyone's thinking anyway. Okay. So it is an excellent TED talk, people. Listen to it. So with that, I guess it's a wrap. I'm I like I miss you already. This was so fun. This has been great. Yeah. Chris, I hope I've done you proud. I've enjoyed this. This has been a wonderful walk down memory lane. Memory lane. Hmm, I've created a memory. Oh, um, so this is for your future self listening back. Yeah, this is me when I listen back to it. Oh, now this is a walk down memory. I'm talking to myself in Inception style into the future. Future Hamish. Which level of Inception? Okay. And then what happens? Was it two? Inception level four. I think it's two. What happens at three and four? It wasn't four like you just go into psychosis. Pretty Risk much. psychosis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was it. Have, have you watched his latest movie, Tenet? No, is it good? That's another head fuck. Okay. I don't mind that. Mm. Oh, well, I can recommend it. It's yeah. It's good. It makes you think. Okay. As much as Inception or? Yep. Okay. So more like Requiem for a Dream or? Dream. Yeah, something like that, yeah. What's the other one that was like that? Being John Malkovich. I have not watched that. I <gasps> fell asleep. I was very tired. What? You got to go back for that one. Okay. Add that to your insomnia library. <laughs> <laughs> But it's actually good. Okay. 
<laughs> but like rainy day, like you need something. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Hype Busters, the trust relations, the podcast takeover. Oh, it's been fun. <laughs> but if you have any questions about the news, companies and conversations from the show this week, you'll find them in the contact details below. And our DMs are always open for the news companies and suggestions that you want to hear about next. If you're looking for a chance to put your brand in the hot seat, maybe look elsewhere because we are mean. <laughs> <laughs> we can be nice. I mean, I can be. Nice. Chris, maybe, maybe, nice. different maybe go to the Trust Relations, the podcast. We'll be yeah. nice. We'll be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, on behalf of Chris and April, I'll see you next time for more real talk on strategic communications with April, April and Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a wrap. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming. Thanks, everyone. Mm-hmm.